Welcome to the Authentically Successful Show. I'm Carol Schultz, founder and CEO of Vertical Elevation, a talent equity and leadership advisory firm. We create talent-centered organizations for founders and CEOs who either don't have the capacity or don't have a talent-centered organization currently. We are committed to supporting your culture and values by facilitating the creation of a healthy, successful company with the best talent, retention, and succession strategies, as well as providing leadership coaching. Stick around till the end of the show, and we'll tell you how you can be our next guest on one of the most important podcasts for building successful companies in just 15 to 20 minutes. Here we go. Welcome to the Authentically Successful Podcast, Marcus Ogden. I'm so excited to have you here. Could you tell our listener a little bit, our listeners, (laughs) um, about yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm from Washington, D.C. I currently am a national, international keynote speaker, executive coach, best-selling author, corporate trainer. I'm a former NFL athlete. Woo! That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I try. Um, being a former athlete, what, what were you formerly? What was, what was your, um, profession? Uh, I was a football player. So I was a uh, offensive lineman uh, in the national football league for almost six years. And what teams did you play on? Drive by the Jaguars and play for the Ravens and the Bills. Very cool. Florida girl here. So yay. <laughs> ah, what, part of Florida? what part of Florida? Uh, Tampa, St. Pete area. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. I have a lot, I have a few clients in that area. Home of the Buccaneers and Super Bowl winners. How about that? Oh my God! There you go. There you go. <laughs> Tom Brady, you win it all. Ooh, that boy is magic. <laughs> so, going from, I have a friend who coaches veterans and ex um, professional athletes. They're kind of similar in the respect that they are used to teamwork. They're used sure. to working together as a team. When you go out into the world, into the civilian world, um, it is not about teamwork. It's a very difficult transition. So what were some of your, um, what was some of the difficult transitions you had to go through leaving the um, football arena into a professional world? Great question, Rosemary. So the hardest thing for me was not having that team around me like I was used to in the NFL. I had my uh, I had my teammates, we had our coaching staff, we had the front office, we had our trainers, and that's just a real strong team atmosphere, healthy culture environment. When I got out of football, I struggled for about six months with alcohol issues, addiction, painkillers, nightlife, gambling, because I didn't have that team rooted culture around me I was used to for so long, which may have, for me, I felt very dark and very alone at times because I didn't have anybody to call on. And it was just hard to adjust to that to that way of life. You would think that by now, like the NFL would some have some kind of like support group or somebody would create a support group for ex-athletes because I hear this a lot. And then also the physical problems that you guys end up having from getting your bodies beaten up over the years. Um, is that really what you um, specialize in? So great question. So the NFL does now have groups as of 2013 to help players like NFL Trust, 
NFL legends, NFL PA, former players association. Now, when I retired in 2007, 2008, there wasn't any of that at that time. So the NFL has done a much better job in that regard. But for my speaking career, I'm a corporate speaker. So I work for clients like AXA Equitable or JP Morgan and Chase, Goldman Sachs. I've worked for the Home Depot company. I've worked for some very large companies in financial industry, insurance, uh, food product, uh, technology, like Cisco and Siemens. Been very fortunate over the last I started this business, Rosemary, in September 2013, got my first uh, paid job April 2016, and I've just been pushing forward ever since then. So what was it that drove you to do this after having going through all of that pain and agony and the aloneness? What woke you up? So I actually ended up losing everything I owned, Rosemary, in 2013 because I had a very successful construction company from 2008 until 2013. And in 2012, I got onto a really big project for about $4 million. I was very ego-driven. I was very self-centered. I was very like, I was mesmerized by my early success. And as a result of that, I got into a position where I didn't listen to people, I was very uh, just short-sighted. If you didn't agree with me, I kind of just shunned you, didn't listen to you. One of my best employees tried to tell me about my mistakes I was making in the business, didn't listen to him. He came in that following Monday. He resigned. Two weeks later, he was gone. And like he predicted, Rosemary, six months later, I'm completely bankrupt. Wow. And I moved to Raleigh with $400 to my name, and I was literally just... I was almost, I was down almost, I was almost homeless. And I took a job as a custodian after being fired from two other jobs in the same week. And I had my spoiled milk, aha, rock bottom moment, which was when someone's trash and rotten meat and banana peels got over my body, my skin and my clothes, Rosemary, on my ship, taking the trash out about 4.30 in the morning. And that was my wake up call to say, if I don't make a change today, Rosemary, for the rest of my life, I'll be sitting right here, always blaming other people for my mistakes, my failures. And that's when I woke up and said, I'm going to become a speaker and help people with, you know, my failures so they don't have my problems. But it took me a while to get going. But now I'm so glad that I fought through those first two and a half years of no paid work. Those moments are really what prepare you for the moments of greatness. As long as you allow that moment that you had, the spoiled milk moment, open yourself up and be available to that. That that is an amazing story. What an incredible story. And I imagine it inspires people. What were some of the excuses that you made um, during those low moments? Because everybody has an excuse, but they're probably thinking, oh, dude, you don't have any excuses because you can fall back on this or fall back on that. But regardless of what you have, we all have our excuses. So in between, uh, between April 2013 and September 2013, when I first got to Raleigh in that six-month time frame, the excuses were a dime a dozen. My business partner's fault. The developer's fault. The contractor's fault. My employee's fault. Oh, poor Marcus. He has no money. He only has $400 to his name. In April 2012, Rosemary, he was, I was a multimillionaire. April 2013, $400 to my name. I was so broke, Rosemary, I couldn't even file my bankruptcy. 
Wow. $300 to file a bankruptcy. I paid off in installments, $300 here, a couple hundred dollars there. Like I was working as a football trainer because I was fired from both jobs in the same week. And I started training kids in football. I would take a few bucks here. I'd save a little bit of money, go down to my bankruptcy attorney, give me a little bit more money. Say it took me six months to pay off my bankruptcy to protect me from over 174 creditors on my docket. But the excuses wow. were always somebody else's fault. This, 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 this. But that rock bottom moment, Roseman, made me realize that, Marcus, you're the one that did the work. You're the one that got become, a, you became ego driven. You became a maniac. You were, all you cared about was money, not people. You put yourself here, nobody else. Everything is really about people. What you put into people and what you invest in people really come back to you. What are some of the ways that you have, I would imagine it was very uncomfortable, Marcus, for you to, um, because all of us with our ego, it's uncomfortable for us to admit that we were wrong. Um, And did you go back to any of these people and be able to get those relationships back? So uh, I did reach back out to my my best employee, my senior estimate, to apologize to him. Uh, you know, in, the, in like around 2015, 16, to apologize for not listening to him when he tried to help me. And you know, I tried to salvage as many relationships as I could with my old employees because at the time of the company's demise, I was just an ego maniac. There was. There was no success on the horizon for us because I had just become such a horrible, controlling, you know, just micromanaging boss. And today, what I realize is, is without that custodian job, Rosemary, to wake me up with that spoiled milk moment, I don't know when and or if I would have woken up because I was doing things to get by other jobs, coaching kids, seven on seven camps. I was a birthday clown at parties, playing football with kids. You know, I I was a custodian. But without that moment, Rosemary, to say, Marcus, you're the one that put yourself here. I don't know when and or if I would have woken up. So your business that you have now, did you get venture capital for it? Did you bootstrap your business? How did you finance that? Bootstrap. It was uh, without a doubt because I'm in a uh, services business with my coaching, my speaking. I don't really have a product to sell, like, you know, like an actual tangible product. Mm-hmm. And I was so broke, Rosemary, that nobody was going to put any money into me. I don't blame them. I, I wasn't looking for that. I started the business really just wanting to help retired NFL athletes avoid my mistakes. And I ended up, you know, realizing, wow, the same mistakes that NFL players have made or problems they've had, everybody that works in corporate America has problems some in some fashion or some way similar. So that's how I went from working with athletes over to the corporate sector to now speaking and coaching and consulting. But it was a total bootstrap with the business to get started in 2013, September. So do you have employees now? Yes. And how are you different with your leadership with your employees now than you were? What, what are some changes that you made that you could share with our listeners that say, hey, this is how you really should build your business and how you should treat your employees because your employees are the heart of your business, correct? A- absolutely. Every employee in our family, in our team can say whatever they want to say. I'm going to listen. 
So, like, for example, one of my uh, one of our uh, one of my guys, our our website SEO you know employee, he said, Marcus, I have a great idea about how we can change some things up with our online subscription. We can start taking more of our ad money going towards speaking and coaching. We're getting a lot of traction there. I said, George, that's a great idea. You run with it. Give me a call next day or two. Let me know how you're what you're going to be doing. But you go ahead. Like, I trust you. You're the expert in that field. And that's what all of my employees have expertise in a certain field. So my employee, Albert, trademarks and patents, that's his expertise. My business partner, Dawn, her expertise is social media content, creation, newsletters, blogs, you know, that uh, PowerPoints. She does that stuff. I look over, but that's her area. George's website, SEO, running ads. Bam, he runs that. Our guy, Donovan, is our videographer. He does all the stuff. He makes the videos and makes all the things come to life through the camera. That's his area. Never, ever again will I create an environment where my team members feel they can't talk to me because they're afraid of how I'm going to react. So if you're listening to this podcast, Learn that your employees are the heart and soul of your business. If you want to scale your business and or grow it, treat them correctly. If you want it to suffer and go down and have a demise, treat them incorrectly like I did with Caden. They're going to be gone and you could be potentially out of business just like I was. Absolutely. I love that. I think that's a great lesson for any business owner. So speaking of businesses, Marcus, you now speak to these corporations and probably talk to them about their employees. And then you probably encourage their employees, I would imagine. Um, So what are some of the things that you teach from the stage now for these corporations to their employees? So I do things around marketing and sales and operations. I do talks on leadership. I do talks on uh, diversity and inclusion. Yeah, I do talks on how to, you know, learn how to pivot in your business or learn how to train yourself to be the best version of yourself. We're very fortunate because of my background and uh, in sports and in corporate America, being a business owner who had a lot of success. I was an eight-figure business annually at my height, then lost it all in less than 90 days and hit rock bottom. I can really talk to a lot of people across multiple different platforms and verticals. And we've had a, a large amount of success doing so. In the last five years, Rosemary, I've worked for 19 Fortune 500 companies. I've worked for some large food product companies. I've been a commencement speaker for the largest online university in our country, Western Governors University. I did a talk for them as their keynote commencement speaker February of this you know, February of this year. And we've been very fortunate, but we're always just working hard, getting out there, doing podcasts, you know, doing things, marketing ourselves, and then delivering on the goods that people buy from us, which is speaking, coaching, consulting, et cetera, when they hire us to do so. So to kind of wrap this up, um, because we're running out of time already, these little short podcasts, uh, so many questions, so little time. (laughs) What are some of the things that you would recommend to corporations that um, they do for their employees in order to create good quality leadership within their employees as well, not just leadership within their leadership group? So I would, I always encourage people to start like leadership councils with your frontline workers and your mid-level managers. 
Those are the people that are out there doing it, right? So you have your executives, which do a lot of the strategy and the high-end tactical planning, right? But they're, they're, they're doing that part. The mid-level managers are the conduit between the frontline workers and corporate executives. The frontline workers are out there every day selling your product, getting in front of people. They're the boots on the ground, like you mentioned earlier, getting things done. So create leadership councils within those two groups, the frontline workers and your middle managers to make them feel like they are advancing, like they are progressing, like they really matter to an organization. Google says there's five characteristics of a phenomenal company. This is what they live by. And if Google's doing it, why aren't we? Number <laughs> one is impact. What impact is your work having on the team and your clients? Four, meaning. is what the people in your office do and mean something to them. It's important to them. Number three, structure and clarity. Defining roles and responsibilities to turn goals into accomplishments. Number two, dependability. Getting, getting the job done in the time frame it needs to be done to the highest bar excellence possible. And number one, psychological safety, where your employees can be vulnerable to speak to you and take calculated risk to grow the company. So as a leader trying to grow your business, you should be working with this, but these five characters, again, impact, meaning, structure and clarity, dependability, psychological safety, you can work towards these things with your team. Everybody can soar to a highest level possible. I love that. And I love that psychological safety. That's a really big thing because employees are really stressed to even share what they think or how they feel for fear that they'll get shut down. They won't be valued. They won't be seen. And that, um, or, or they might get job. fired. Yep. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you did exactly. with your guy, you know, they were being honest. I, I didn't listen to him. And then, bam, he resigned and he went on. And I was out of business, Rosemary, six months later. Yeah, those are the people that really see what's going on in your business. So those are the ones that you should really, really listen to. Amen. Yeah. Marcus, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How can people connect with you? They can go to our website, www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com connect with us, shoot us a message, we have a text me chat button on there, join up for our newsletter, we send our newsletter once a month. We're very non-invasive, just wanna give you some information, free value. You can also look, uh, look at our blog, see what we're up to, and we look forward to continue to help serve people. Thank you, Marcus, so much for the valuable insights that you provided our listeners. Thank you, Rosemary, thanks for having me, I really appreciate it. Carol Schultz here. Thank you so much for listening to Authentically Successful. If you are a successful founder or CEO who would like to be on this program, please visit www.verticalelevation.com slash podcast slash apply. If you learned something from this interview and it made a difference, would you please share this episode on LinkedIn? You can also do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. And if you know somebody that would be a great guest, Tag them on LinkedIn or Twitter and let them know about the show and include the hashtag authentically successful. I love seeing your posts and great suggestions. Lastly, we are regularly putting out new episodes and content. And to make sure you don't miss any, please subscribe. Your thumbs up, 
Ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, please go to my website, verticalelevation.com, or follow me on LinkedIn. This is Carol Schultz. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.